Hi. Hi. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Curious Case of Cinema podcast. Um, this is our season finale. Yeah, I guess I guess there are going to be eleven episodes now. Eleven. Well, technically, isn't this eleven? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm. De- we're definitely going to need. I'm definitely going to need to recount at this point. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, because we did the Jordan Peele Nash episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so that was the tenth, but I I wanted to talk about Nope. I did want to make it ten, mm-hmm. ten episodes per season, but I wanted to talk about Nope. So yeah, and I totally understand. Therefore, I am fine with eleven. Yeah, that that can be the mark. I, I mean, it doesn't really have to be anything, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I guess this is the season finale. Yeah. Um. So this episode. Um. Do you want to tell them, or do you want me to? Uh. You. Um, so this episode is basically, um, I don't know how to explain this in full words, but it's basically us talking about our favorite, um, people in cinema, not particularly ones that are still working, but ones that made films and did work on films that, and that we really, yeah, composers, actors, directors, um, uh, cinematographers, Mm -hmm. those are the four categories categories we'll be doing yeah so okay all right how do you, wanna, you i know the way you want to start this off yeah uh, um, composers compo- first and then directors last so mm-hmm. yeah it's like the grand finale mm-hmm. okay uh, if you could start off that would be amazing you want me to start yeah if you could okay uh Okay, for for composers, and I'm gonna do this down like starting at number five. Um, I tried to put this in order, but some of them are just a tie for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess my number five would be Howard Shore. Um, <laughs> you know, the re- he's actually done a lot of great movies, but I don't. These movies, they're I, they're scored great, but I don't really think of them as like, you know a very score-ish movie actually mm-hmm. I kind of, he did the departed and i think of that more of a soundtrack movie mm-hmm. um and he did the aviator panic room high fidelity that thing you do that tom hanks directed mm-hmm. uh, uh seven by david fincher Council of the lambs and the fly all those are great i mm-hmm. just don't think they're very like score-ish movies mm-hmm. yeah so you go to your number five now uh my number five is um Joe Hiyoshi for House Moving Castle. Um, I mean, pers- I, I, I messed up my ranking um, in the previous um, film. Yeah. Um, but I think House Moving Castle is like the, the score for it. Because obviously, like with most Ghibli films, the scores are amazing. They don't really use any um, like songs that would be in pop culture or whatever they're like they're like fantasy basically and they have to kind of rely on um decent composers and stuff like that and house moving castle is an amazing um it's amazingly composed and everything and i love it yeah okay um i guess i'll move on to my number four for composers it's gonna be james newton howard um He's he's I, he wasn't on my radar when I even thought of composers, mm-hmm. but after looking at what he's done, uh, I love all the scores he's done. He did uh, he did the Dark Knight score, which undeniably is pretty great. But I just mm-hmm. don't like the Dark Knight. Uh, he did Nightcrawler, which I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he did do a bunch of Hunger Games. Wow. <laughs> uh, he did The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable Signs, The Village, uh, and The Happening, some early M. Night Shyamalan movies, and Primal Fear, um, which I don't... The the score in Primal Fear I, I do recognize, and, but it's very weird. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it fits the film, sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. I just love him for those... Uh, I Oh, the Unbreakable score as well. That's mm-hmm. cool. That score is really great, and the Dark Knight score is also undeniable. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So you move on to your number three now. You mean number four? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, my number four is um Ennio Morricone for Cinema Parody. So, um, obviously, I, I, I've, I love Cinema Parody. So it's like one of those. It's it's like you watch it, and then basically afterwards you kind of don't really remember as much of the plot um which happens a lot but um it's kind of feel about being john malkovich even though i love that movie because yeah i like i love cinema parody so i just basically like immediately afterwards i kind of just forgot everything that happened well not everything that happened. although i didn't in being john malkovich i didn't there were some key moments uh do you think <laughs> i like cinema cinema parody so i think he would it's it's quite an adorable film it is like three hours long um but other than that it's phenomenal what what country is it from i know it's for uh, it's from italy i believe ah uh, okay so that's why it obviously has that those italian themes with its um the composer and everything like the composition i guess you could say um yeah yeah with that like it it it, it doesn't sound fully like the godfather but it's like kind of close but not fully yeah um okay i'd like to talk about now my number three uh it's Brian, for I don't really you've been doing for like a specific movie i haven't i don't have a specific movie i've just been doing <laughs> composer because this guy's done a lot. Uh, John Brian for Lady Bird, Eternal Sunshine, Punch Drunk Love, Magnolia, Syndicate New York, which I haven't seen. Heart Eight, I have seen. Uh, Step Brothers, I have seen. Uh, a bunch of Judd Apatow movies. And, uh, oh, he also did The Future by Miranda July, which I have not seen mm-hmm. either. Um, so, yeah, he's done a bunch of great stuff. And the score to Punch Drunk Love is, I would say, top. 15 best scores of all time and eternal mm. sunshine score is also great and mm. you know it's also great i just need to see syndicate new york mm-hmm. so i guess you move on to your number three yes um this number three is i'm gonna keep doing with films obviously um my number three is um wendy carlos for a clockwork orange how is the score is that how is it like it like it for, like it obviously has like some classical themes um like you get vibes of like Ludwig van Beethoven because Alex, Alex. Um, yeah so yeah that's basically like it, it has like obviously most scores are like classical um but I don't know it's yeah. like kind of like that you know yeah so. Okay, I need to watch Clockwork Orange, just the whole setting of the movie. is kind of disturbing, so I haven't been putting it off. But I, I know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, for my number... Th- is this number two? Yeah, yes. number two. Okay, so I don't even know if this... Like, this is, for me, a tie, but I feel the other... The other... My number one, just... He... He's way... He just... He's more influential to everything and to the Beatles, so... That's mm. cool. Um, so, Angelo Balladamenti, mm-hmm. I think I'm saying his name right, 
I don't, I'm probably not saying his name right. Uh, Mahone Drive scored of that, which basically in any David Lynch movie, the score is like, like 50% of the movie. It's mm-hmm. it, the plot, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Lost Highway, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, so the movie. Wild at Heart, uh, Twin Peaks, the show, the first one, uh, in Blue Velvet. And so, weirdly, he did Christmas Vacation. Um, <laughs> it's just weird. Do all these David Lynch movies and then pull out Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yes. Um, I know he also did The Straight Story, which is a weird Disney David Lynch movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's weird. But yeah, um, his, his scores are very... They're almost a score in a David Lynch movie is like just key. I love them. Mm-hmm. All right, you move on to your number two now. Um, this is basic because he's done like a bunch of Christopher Nolan's and everything. Um, but it's Hans Zimmer for Dune. Um, the surprising thing about Hans Zimmer is like I think he was gonna do um, ten. No, not ten. He was gonna do like some like, one of Christopher Nolan's films, but he dropped out to do Dune because um, Dune was, like, his childhood book that he'd loved. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, do, I wonder if, was it, the, is it, did he drop out on the new Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out? I think it might have been Oppenheimer. I'm not really sure, but I don't think that would really work with time-wise. So, what did Chris, it could have been Tenet? I'm not really sure. It's either, well, it's either Tenet or um Oppenheimer, I guess. I doubt it's Oppenheimer because I'm not sure how that would fit in with like time wise because this comes out in 2021. This came out in 2021 and then that's coming out in 2023. But you know, never mind. It's no. yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Dune is amazing. Um, it is basically like a two hour trailer for the next couple films, but still, I love it. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess, um, my number one, like I said. Is I could switch these around really my number two and number one and I I don't know if I'd really care but this guy's more influential I think uh and it's Bernard Herman for doing like almost every mm-hmm. Hitchcock oh he he's done all, Hitchcock has done a lot of movies uh he did Psycho which the score to Psycho is mm-hmm. really what they think of when they think of Psycho and probably mm-hmm. Norman Bates next uh, uh Vertigo my favorite movie The Birds Marnie underrated Hitchcock uh Taxi Driver not a Hitchcock Scorsese <laughs> and um definitely top 15 best scores uh somehow he died in the 70s but did Cape Fear's score uh <laughs> and he also did Citizen Kane's score oh and huh. North by Northwest so oh, wow yeah, this guy's done a lot. And yeah, I just I just think he's more influential, so I had to include him as my number one. Yeah, he's definitely influential. And then there's me with John Williams for Star Wars, um, and like most of Lucas's Lucasfilm stuff. Um, yeah, that means yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I mean he's not. I don't know. I think when it comes to like the Star Wars stuff, I think that's obviously iconic. Um, yeah. I mean, Everyone pretty much knows Star Wars, um, or at least they know the theme. Um, yeah, I'm. I was surprised. I thought you were gonna have Dan. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, um, yeah, but his. I I don't know how I feel about his style because I like the first two Spider-Man movie scores like a lot, and. Yeah. Batman movie, the Tim Burton one. I don't like that movie, but the, the score is undeniably a good score. Mm-hmm. And he also did the second Batman movie, which I do like. Mm. So. Oh, and he did Beetlejuice's score and Spy Kids' score and Edward Scissorhands' score. Spy Kids. 
I love Spy Kids. It's I love it so much. I love, it's I, you know probably better than Hour of the Wolf if we're being honest. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's definitely better than Dream. No, yeah. yeah. Oh well, you know I I don't know. That's a controversial. I I like it more than Dreams. I don't know if it's yeah. technically a better film than Dreams. <laughs> yeah, people will probably not agree with that take, but still. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Is it you who needs to move on to cinematographers, I guess? Um, yeah, I guess I'll start with cinematographers, and we can kind of switch every little category. Yay. Um, so, my um first, my not my first cinematographer, but my cinematographer that I, I like, but obviously isn't my favorite, is um Allie Wagner for Power of the Dog. I mean, I just like the simplicity of Power of the Dog cinematography. Obviously, it's like... Me saying that it sounds like the most rednecky shit ever, but like still. Um. Uh, yeah, I I'm surprised I haven't watched Power of the Dog. <laughs> it's good. Well, I, also I, yeah, I've heard no. from my mom that it's good as well. Which she doesn't. She's like she likes movies, but not as like much as me or anything. So I was surprised to hear that she actually watched it and liked it. So yeah. I do need to watch it, but it was boring. But I'm, I'm not gonna act like it's not a good movie. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's good. Yeah, and then there's I saw it in the cinemas as well, so that also helped with that. And like, and it, it was a Netflix started. movie. Yeah, uh-huh. you saw it in the cinemas. Yeah, it's because it got nominated for um something. Oh, uh, we got nominated for best picture, best. Oh, we got nominated for a bunch. Yeah, it, best it picture, did. best director, Benedict Cumberbatch got nominated. Mm-hmm. I think some other people. Got and then what's her face? Um, she's in the Kristen Dunst. Yeah, Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay. For my fourth favorite cinematographer, I really I just did a bunch of research on cinematographers, so um I probably need to dig I I have I didn't really know much about him until recently. But turns out this guy I don't know how much of this uh, how much of these movies were him and how much of them were just the director. So his name is I think Gordon Willis. Uh, for doing Godfather 1 and 2 and 3. I just haven't seen 3. And he also did Annie Hall and The Parallax View, which Parallax View um, is okay. I mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a bit too action for me, so, and I don't mm-hmm. really like the action genre that much. But it's a thriller as well, so I do like it somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's a great cinematographer. I don't know. I don't know how I feel because I don't know. Is he like... Does, how much of him was really on The Godfather 1 and 2? Like, or is that Francis Ford Coppola? I can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been on the set of a movie. so. But yeah. also, uh, this is actually my fifth, not my fourth. I did not mean to say fourth. Mm-hmm. So he did, um, I think, isn't Annie Hall a Woody Allen movie? Yeah. I've been getting into Woody Allen, even though, obviously, you know, stuff. Oh, um, yeah. And he also did Clute. Oh, yeah, Clued is a masterpiece. And All the President's Men, which I need to watch, Manhattan, and The Purple Rose of Canio, I guess? I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's done more Woody Allen. So, he's clearly a good cinematographer, whether or not how much input he had on the first two Godfathers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, is it my turn again? Yep. Okay, so mine is... um, it's, I mean, I know that, like, the films that this dude does are like or the films that he contributes to um are like 
beautiful. Um, it's Robert Yeoman for West for majority of Wes Anderson's films. Um, I mean, I understand they're beautiful and everything, and just the amount of cinematography that like shots and everything it just perfection. I just I don't know. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, he was my next guy too, and I do think putting him where uh, we put him is a fair placing. Because mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know, just the rest of the people on this list um, were the cinematographers for some gorgeous-looking movies. But mm-hmm. Wes Anderson movies are undeniably gorgeous, but, like, I don't know. I just wish he could have been higher. But even <laughs> though he's done, like, a lot of movies, and he did The Squid and the Whale, mm. which I and the Beach Boys biopic, the Love and Mercy, so <laughs> I do like him. All right, mm-hmm. we can move on to my number three, I think. Yeah. Since mm-hmm. I already basically said, oh wait, no, no, you move on. No, oh, I do. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so my next one is um, Greg Frazier for Dune. Um, okay. Yet again, another Dune. I feel like I'm giving too much to this film, um, but still, it's like it's one of those things. It's like with the majority of like sci-fi films, it's pretty easy to not really. It's it's quite easy to not fuck up on cinematography unless you're like trying to make it look bad um yeah and then even like you know like bad movies like you know like some of the worst movies people say they get like a cult following mm-hmm. <laughs> to being like some of people's favorite movies mm-hmm. like the ed wood movies and you know ed wood the mm-hmm. plant nine from outer space like those mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um all right now i think i move on to my number three yep this guy, his name is what's his name? Uh, Robert Richardson. Um, what has he done? Oh, he did, uh, Casino, which I've said before is I think one of the most beautiful looking movies. I don't think it looks like it doesn't look like Goodfellas to me. Um, and I wouldn't really argue that much if someone said Casino is better than Goodfellas because <laughs> it's just preference. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, but I do prefer Goodfellas. And it's my favorite Scorsese. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Casino is definitely not the average. I mean, it's not. It's like it's not like when visual wise, it's not the average Scorsese. Yeah, it also has some amazing De Niro suits. Oh yes, uh, the pink one at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, an extremely long runtime. Well, yeah, and he also did the first two Kill Bill. Well, there's only two Kill Bill movies. Uh he did those, which I do love. Uh, the second one's better than the first, just because I'm I like the story base more than the violence. Uh, he also did a few Good Men, uh, great movie, bad score, and he did Aviator, and he did Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All gorgeous looking movies. I just don't like The Hateful Eight that much. Mm-hmm. Personally, not that big on westerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, all right, you move on to your. Is it number? Or two, two, two. Okay. Dose. Um. Yeah. It is Gunnar Fisher for the Seventh Seal. Um. I mean, the Seventh Seal. Like, I, I love. Like, um. I don't know. The Seventh Seal is just like a film I adore so much. Um, yeah. I, I almost. Was, yeah. I almost feel like we got to rewatch it. Um. Yeah. Because it it, it deserves a rewatch. Yeah. It, I, I I the thing I love a lot about the Seventh Seal is how existential it is. Um. In the yeah. sense that how it deals with like. The only thing yeah. I don't like about it is how unnecessary that baby had to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, but the thing about that is, like, I feel like this is the reason, like, well, no, I feel like it's not just. I just felt it. I felt it was unnecessary, but once again, not even a flaw big enough yeah. to affect my score. And yet, it's rated PG. Um. Yeah. So, I think. but yeah, I, it's not that bad. I mean, the film is amazing. It's the. I mean, I don't know. I just I like the idea of it a lot. I mean, you can you you can rarely go wrong with Bergman. Um, rarely, uh, rarely. Only, I've only gone wrong with him once, which was on Dreams, the Same. movie Dreams. But and I I guess you could say I gone wrong with him on Autumn Sonata. But Autumn Sonata is not a bad movie, and technically neither is Dreams. But I don't know. Dreams is like it just. I guess you just missed. Autumn Sonata is actually really good. I just didn't connect with it as much as the others. Yeah, the reason I didn't like Dreams is a per- is for me personal enjoyment. Obviously, I can see why some people might like it, but just not for me. Yeah. So, okay. Honestly, do you think Hour of the Wolf is the craziest Bergman? It's the funkiest Bergman. The funkiest. <laughs> I don't know when you see that guy on like crawling up like the walls and stuff there's vampires yeah i know it's i don't know if it's the craziest because i mean the seventh seal kind of like invented that whole idea of death as a character mm-hmm. but i don't know our the wolf's pretty crazy it is pretty crazy and then and then don't they force him to put makeup on or something i don't know it's, it's <laughs> I, I can't remember i haven't seen it in a while yeah, like a it, month it's, it's really well <laughs> it's weird it's it's very good. It it's amazing. It's just you know. Okay. Did you say your number two? Yeah, it was Gunner Fisher for the Seventh Seal. Okay. Now I'll say my number two, and it's another Robert. Oh my God! I've got three Roberts. <laughs> oh my God! That's a lot of Roberts. Everybody loves Robert. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. So I already said Robert Richardson, right? I think so. Now we're gonna move on to an three Roberts. Wow. Okay. This guy. Same with Bernard Herrmann. He's done a lot of Hitchcocks. And a lot of Bernard Herrmann scored Hitchcocks. He did Strangers on a Train. Um, I, I don't know if it's underrated, but I don't know. I feel like people don't talk about it like on film talk and stuff. And uh, it, it deserves more hype, even though it's it got a 4.0 on Letterboxd. So not Wait, what film? Oh, Strangers on a Train. Uh, I've been, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's nowhere to stream, sadly. Used to be on Prime. And then Dial for Murder, amazing. Uh, Rear Window, amazing. To Catch a Thief, I don't really like it. Uh, The Wrong Man, uh, amazing. Vertigo, amazing. North by Northwest, eh. The Birds, I love it. Marnie, I love it. The Marnie is actually underrated. It's got a 3.5. I do find Marnie to be severely underrated. So, yeah, that guy's done. He shot a lot of movies, but I don't know. Was it him or Hitchcock who made them <laughs> so great? <laughs> All right. Okay, so not my number one. I guess so. Yeah, number one. Uh, my my number one is a f- a dude who made a fil- who didn't make the film, but he contributed to a film that is like probably in my opinion probably one of the most well shot films from this director. Um, it's Jeffrey Unsworth for two thousand one, obviously by Kubrick, um, and. Yeah, I I mean, I know I my opinion has kind of changed on 2001. Um Yeah, you I, you, you I used to hate I I used to hate it because of the pacing, but now that I think about it like compared to like now that I can deal with like a 
like a pretty long film, I think it's not. Okay, 2001 was not what I expected. I, I expected kind of what I got. I expected it to be like no dialogue, lots of just beautiful shots. And there was actually a lot more dialogue than I thought. And there was definitely beautiful shots. Um, a wise man once told me that it, it's one of the best shot films ever made. And it is. Uh, yeah, I love 2001. Up there with Casino. I swear, but it's, I think it's better shot than Casino. Mm-hmm. Well, well, more well made, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, speaking of, of oh yeah, I don't know how to phrase it. I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Kubrick, um, I have been watching, trying to watch all of his filmography, and last night I watched Eyes Wide Shut, which was definitely in my letterbox review. I said it was probably one of the most intriguing Kubrick films. Um, how was I, Tom Cruise's performance? How was his performance, Tom Cruise? It was fine. I, I didn't hate it. It didn't make me want to throw up. Um, yeah. Most Tom Cruise at things do. Um, but I just, I don't... Tom Cruise, I don't know. I just, I like... love his performance in Magnolia. So. Yeah, I need to see Magnolia. Oh, I, you haven't seen Magnolia? I haven't seen it yet, no. You you're you're watching the wrong director's filmography. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I want to finish Kubrick because I need to watch. Well, also he hasn't done too much. Yeah, yeah. and I and I think that's like an easier way to do it because I need to see Spartacus. Um, Is, isn't Spartacus like really long? It's like three hours and set in something minutes. <coughs> wow, that's long. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you we've binged uh, scenes from Marriage, the TV version. Didn't we binge it in one day? One night. One night, yes, I forgot. That was in the era. Of... And I and I think um I think I stayed up till like four AM mm-hmm. watching it. But it was worth it. Yeah, it was totally worth it. Um, um I'm glad I watched the television version because I, I kinda do regret watching the uh, movie version of Fanny and Alexander just because now mm-hmm. it's like, well, if I have a Bergman ranking, where do I put it? It's still a five. Because mm-hmm. next time I'm, I do plan on seeing the TV version of Fanny and Alexander. I'm just when I make a bird. Well, I already have a Bergman ranking. I'm just going to mm-hmm. replace it on my Bergman ranking. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, in my opinion, I find like the television versions to be like a director's cut. You could say, but like... yeah, I, I'm I'm glad the TV version is, exists. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Amadeus director's cut. You did? Oh yeah, you said that yeah. Before. It was it was three hours long compared to. Um, two hours and like forty minutes, so not much, but still. Wow. Well, all right. How, are you done? Yeah, I'm done with. Um, that kind of took a turn from 2001 to now just talking about Bergman. Yeah, Bergman's a pretty cool guy. Not yeah. in real life, but movie wise. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the the next person. Um, speaking of more Bergman, I guess you could say they're my favorite cinematographer, but I'm just now learning about cinematographers and stuff. So, I don't know how to pronounce his name, because he's obviously a Sweden cinematographer. Um, it's like Seven Nozvet Visit? I don't know. Um, he's But he's done uh, Persona, uh, mm-hmm. Autumn Sonata, Scenes from Marriage, the, te- the television version. Uh, I don't... I, 
I haven't watched the movie version, so I don't know if he did that too. But I, I think I think he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Shame. He mm-hmm. did Brandon Alexander, the TV. I mean, the movie one, because that's what I've seen. Our the Wolf, Persona, and The Virgin Spring. Hmm. Nice. All great movies. Um, and The Virgin Spring. I don't know how I feel about it. I still like it though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a masterpiece. I wouldn't say that. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that guy's my favorite direct. I mean, cinematographer. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, he did. What's he didn't Gilbert Grape as well. Um, I, I remember when we filmed this. We, we tried. We um, so just as a little no, we tried to film this film this um, podcast with Nash. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's like he 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 said, "What's eating Alexander Grape?" I was so confused. I was like, "What?" It's probably because he yeah. said Fanny Alexander. I've only seen like. Like thirty minutes of what's eating Gilbert Grape, and I did like it, but it was long. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, this guy also did a uh, Winter Light, Cries and Whispers, Through a Glass Darkly, The Silence, The Passion of Anna, the Charlie Chaplin movie, uh, The Touch. Oh my gosh, this guy's done so much Bergman. I respect him. <laughs> <laughs> if you do more than twenty Bergmans, I respect you. Yeah, so I guess that guy's my favorite cinematographer. Let's move on to actors already. Yep, actors. We're pretty. We we. we I mean, um, by the time we were on actors, and when we tried to film this originally, we were probably already almost like an hour in. Um, but yeah, how far are we? Oh, we're only thirty minutes in now. Wow. Yeah. So at best, this could be like forty minutes. Okay, so my actors list has changed. Mm. A little bit, not much, but. Nash reminded me on the last uh, the pod that fell through it's basically the same one as this um, that Jack Nicholson was uh, (laughs) I forgot to add him so he's on this now Mm -hmm. so I guess you move on to your actors Um, so my bottom one is um, Leon Lai for um, Fallen Angels Um, yeah yeah okay I (laughs) I understand you don't like Fallen Angels. I just like the the I the reason I love like Wonka why is he does an amazing job with like loneliness in a sense. Have do you think I'd like any other Wonka why? Um, I think you'd like Chunking Express. That's one. That one's probably one of my favorites from him. Okay, because my cousin said that one's pretty good. So I was I don't know. I, either I don't know. I just couldn't get into uh, Fallen Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So, all right, my actor is going to be Max von Sydow. Finally, a Sweden person I can pronounce their name. Uh, he's he's great. He's basically just a Bergman actor, which are some of my favorite actors. Um, he was in, he was also, well, to call him just the Bergman actor is kind of wrong because he was most famously probably in The Exorcist as the preacher, but I haven't seen The Exorcist yet. Um, he was in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, he was in a Woody Allen movie, Hannah and Her Sisters, which I have seen, which is I need to rewatch it because apparently it's one of his best. And it's got and Woody Allen loves Bergman and Max von Sydow's in it, so that's not a mistake. He's in Wild Strawberries. Uh, I need to rewatch like all my Bergmans because mm-hmm. I love them all so much. Uh, he was in Awakenings, the Penny Marshall movie with Robin Williams and. Robert De Niro, uh, he was in Our the Wolf, amazing, Virgin Spring, amazing, Shame, amazing, but he's, I don't know, great guy, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if he's a great guy, great actor, mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, he was also in uh, Dune, the David Lynch movie. Mm. And he was in Shutter Island and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Wait, good for him. <laughs> he directed a movie. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, it came out in 1988, and it's nowhere to stream. <laughs> it's it's forgotten. It's nowhere to either. It's just gone. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's great, but not as great as the other people on this list. So you go on with your fourth, I think. Yes. Um. My fourth one is Erlen Josephson. Um. He's in Scenes from a Marriage, Cries and Whispers, um, Passion of Anna, Hour of the Wolf. He's in a bunch of Bergmans. Um, he's also in Autumn Sonata, Face to Face, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's well, another sure. Bergman actor. Yep. Yeah, I ain't complaining. I love Bergman. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I'm still thinking about if where I my directors list. Um. M Night Shyamalan may have kicked him off. <laughs> Okay, I'm kidding. M. Night Shyamalan's not, doesn't touch Bergman. The Happening. No, I'm kidding. The Happening is so good. <laughs> Ooh, it's actually good? No, just in a bad movie way, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll check it out. I give it a two, but like, if there was a bad movie app, I'd give it a five. So, so, it's, so it's, like, it's like the equivalent to how some people love the it's... Tommy Wiseau film, The Room. Because yeah. of it's bad. Yeah, um, okay. but on bad movie scale, it's amazing. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is so good. <laughs> okay, I hate to say this, but Mark Wahlberg is not that good of an actor. Best performance is The Departed, and he's actually pretty good in that. Yeah, but The Departed, and then his second best for me is, I haven't seen The Departed, but I will. Um, and I've heard he does okay. Um, it's that, and um, his second best is Boogie Nights for me. Yeah, I'm going to say... Dirk Diggler. You, yeah, you've seen Boogie Nights. Okay. Yeah, Boogie, yeah, I'm going to say for Mark Wahlberg, it would probably go like that. Like, um, I think The Departed's his best performance. And he, does best say, he does say the mentions. N-word in it. He does say the N-word. Mm-hmm. And the rest of his films are honorable mentions. Because <laughs> he is... Ted. Ted 2. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I forgot about the Ted films. No, I'm kidding. Those are not Ted 2. Ted 2. I haven't seen it. I've only seen I haven't Ted seen Ted. any Ted. I've only <laughs> seen the first Ted. You've seen Ted? I've seen the first one. It is weird. To be a cinephile, you gotta watch Ted. <laughs> well, that's like the equivalent to like you not wanting to watch Paddington 2. I'm not watching Paddington 2. I mean, they're like, even though Ted and like Paddington are on like complete different sides of the ballpark, they both have to deal with bears. Okay, Paddington 2 is like a family movie. I've seen the first Paddington. I know that for a fact. And Ted is put a loop. Put your finger in my, my bag. <laughs> yeah, it's really freaking. The Ted movies are just weird. Uh, yeah, um, it, it would be, and also the thing I find quite weird is like, how would Ted have a baby? Does he have a baby? No. Okay. But I, it'd be, no, but like, if he wants a child, how would that happen? Have to find a teddy bear. Adoption, I guess. Adoption. <laughs> He'd be teddy adopted bears. by teddy bear. The teddy bear smokes weed in the movie. Yeah, he, he meets like a. I don't know. It's a weird movie. What's it's, his? It's it's a very weird movie. I need to see. I really. I still want to see Ted too, even though I, I know it's gonna be bad. Yeah, if you want. And the, the funny thing is, is, Ted gets kidnapped in the first f- film. 
Oh, I think I remember that. I've actually seen someone Ted once. It's definitely a film. It's a film, alright, but to complete being a cinephile, you gotta watch the first two Ted movies. Well, the only Ted movies. Well, I don't know about that. I might make my home videos Ted 3. <laughs> Ted 3. It's just, it's just, oh god, no, let's just, let's keep going with our list. Okay. <laughs> that, that took, like, a big turn. Okay. Alright. Um, I guess it's, I said Max von Sydow for being, wait, no, you said another Bergman actor. I said Erwin Josephson. Cool. I don't know who that is. He's in Scenes from a Marriage. He's <gasps> Is that guy? He's the husband. Yeah, he's the oh, guy yeah. who has an affair with Liv Ullman. Oh. Or, who, who has an affair. Yeah. Not with Liv Ullman. But with well, technically, woman. in the movie, she doesn't play Liv Ullman. Gray. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Who would have an affair with Liv Ullman? Okay. Only in movie world. Um, okay. Uh, Alright, so my next guy, he's a pretty cool guy. He's... Um, he's... He's easy. I haven't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yet, but I need to. Um, and I haven't seen Mars Attacks, but that's not really one of his best performances. I've seen Mars Attacks. Is it good? It's not bad. It's actually quite enjoyable. It's it's like it, the cast is good. Um, obviously, I know it's cast. Jack Nicholson, but who else is in it? And I think Jack Black's in it. Really? The two Jacks. Mm-hmm. Let me look up. Let's see Mars Attacks. Because I know which one's better. And the aliens look so... Oh, it has Pierce Brosnan in it. Is it animated? No. What are you... Wait, is it CGI? It's not like... It's like... Well, it's like... I don't know how to explain it. I don't don't know. Um, It has has Danny DeVito. Oh, I need to see... Danny DeVito has directed some movies I need to see. Mars Attacks also has Annette Bening. Yeah, so... Also, Jack Nicholson... A great actor. I haven't seen the last detail either, but I've seen uh, his his performance in A Few Good Men is great. His performance in The Shining is arguably his best. Jeez, this cast is phenomenal. Um, and what else was? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Oh, he was in The Departed, but it's not one of his top performances. He was in Something's Got to Give. Mm-hmm. That movie's funny. Um, and. Yeah. Oh, and he was in Chinatown. That movie. Oh yeah, awesome. Chinatown's amazing. Chinatown was my favorite movie for a day, even though Roman Polanski did some things. Well, still, Jack, why did you have a thirteen-year-old at your house? <laughs> Us calling out Jack Nicholson. The other people listening to this just. Hey, I've got fresh ones. I've got fresh ones in my basement. Okay, Jack, don't come after us. All right. So yeah, he's my fifth favorite. Well, no, fourth, fourth. Hmm. Fourth? Um, yeah. You mean third or one? Four. I'm so confused right now. I've I've said I've said two. Wait, I've said two? Well, I've said two too. Okay, so this is your second one, right? Yeah, this is Jack Nicholson is number four. So now you're gonna move on to three. Yeah, that's where I and then I'll move on to three. We're not confusing anymore. Okay, now okay, now I get it. Now I get it. My number third is um my number third. My third are you one from the country? Is Ethan Hawke <gasps> in the Black Phone. <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I haven't seen the Black Phone. Okay, I, but I if you had know. to pick one Ethan Hawke performance that's like your favorite, what would it be? 
It'd probably have to be like, like, can I do like, since it's like a, can I do a trilogy? It's the before trilogy, yeah. Yeah, it's the before trilogy. I mean, yeah, because just like, but even though, like, I feel like it's like he does such a good job playing a normal dude. Yeah, because he is a normal dude. No, I haven't seen the third one, which I need to get around to. It's on Prime now. Oh, we did they take it off Criterion? Yeah, they only have the first two on Criterion. Why did they take it on? Wait, why did they take the third one on? Uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like pe- like the third one is always on like a bunch of random ass streaming services. Like it's, it's always on Hulu. Yeah, it's 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 no longer on Hulu anymore though. Um, it's on Prime now. It's on Prime. It was on Criterion, and now it's on Prime, and it's probably gonna be on Netflix next. Knowing whatever the yeah. Word. Well, I need I like if I were to pick. His best performance in the first two before movies. I couldn't really do that because there's a lot of character development in between those movies. Yeah, and then you'll see and it'll go full circle in the final one. Yeah, so yeah, he's a lot more wild in the first one. Yeah. So yeah, Ethan yes. Hawke. I don't know if I'd put him in my top five favorite actors, but I'm, I have you changed your list at all? Uh, yeah, I, I did. Okay, because I because remember in my previous list I said Paul Dano. Yeah, well I know he's coming up. He he's in. The no, list. he's not. He's not. He's not. I don't know if I should be sad about that. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay. All right. So my number three. Let's look at who this is. Oh well, like I said before, this guy. How have I seen more Ben Stiller movies? <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. I haven't actually seen as many Philip Seymour Hoffman movies as I thought, but he's that good of an actor. Yeah, and not mm-hmm. even too much of a main character in these movies, mm-hmm. besides a few. I need to uh, see Syndicate New York. Syndicate New York? I think it's called Sinek. Nope. Syndic- Wait, look, it, 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 is it actually? It's Syndicate <laughs> New York. Alright, so Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's great. I've only seen eight of his movies. I need okay. to see Syndicate New York. Uh, he was... Phenomenal in Punch Drunk Love. He's phenomenal in Magnolia. Uh, he's phenomenal in The Master. He's m- much more of a main character in The Master. And uh, out of his PTA films, I think you could definitely argue that that's his best. Just because he's more of a main. When character. I looked up the word, it, it's 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 not that. What do you mean? It's it comes up as synecdoche. Syndicate. Uh, syndicate would be. Cot or whatever. No, it's not. It's not syndicate. Even I thought that for a period of time. Okay, well, you can you can call it syndicate New York. It's fine. All right. Well, he was also. If if people are confused, he was also in Boogie Nights. PTA baby. He's in. Well, I've only seen. Yeah, isn't his son in Licorice Pizza? Yeah, Cooper Hoffman. Yeah. Uh. So. And he was in Almost Famous, which I badly need to rewatch. Uh, but he's good in Almost Famous. And oh, he was in Hard Eight as well. Hmm. Wow! And he's in the Talented Mr. Ripley. Love his performance in that. Love his performance. That movie's that movie's all right. But he mm-hmm. he makes it so much better. All right. Uh oh, and he was in Moneyball. Yeah, I love Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moneyball is amazing. Hey. He's great in Moneyball. It's one of his last performances since he died. Hmm. Uh, it's 2011, but... Alright, yeah, he, he had to make the list. Okay, so this is my second one? Oh my god, I've seen nine Owen Wilson movies. 
Well, I, feel, I feel like a majority would probably... Well, no, he's in a lot of other stuff. He's in West... Not of the museum! Okay. He's in Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, okay. Um, my next one is... um. I, I, I kept this secret, and it was not a good secret. Um, my next one is Paul Dano. You like breathing really loud, and it's it's because I I, I lied. I know I know, but Paul Dano, you maybe. lied to me. I'm sorry. Paul Dano deserves the truth or not the truth. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. He deserves to be on the list. He does, in my opinion. So um, you're saying no? He's a better actor than Laura Dern. No, I haven't seen much Laura Dern stuff. You know, Laura Dern was in Jurassic Park three. I haven't seen. I, I have seen the Jurassic films, so I just need to rewatch them. Oh my god. Doo, 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 doo. I only like Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, it's the masterful masterpiece. Okay, now it's your turn. Of CGI. Yeah, number two for you. I need to see more Paul Dano, but. Yeah, same. He's not. He's he's a. I don't think he's really a leading man. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. He's in 12 Years of Slave, I think. I haven't seen that. I. I I don't know. Okay, no. Uh, no. Um, okay, let's see. Actors. So the next guy, basic, like Nash said, but undeniably one of the greatest actors of all time, Robert De Niro. <gasps> you basic. Okay. Yeah, well, he makes so many amazing smug faces that <laughs> he had to be on this list. Um, and he's, his performance can go from, like, meet the parents to taxi driver, so, mm-hmm. very two different movies, very different, uh, I yep. love him, but even in meet the parents, his performance is, uh, it's, it's unforgettable, I, I love him, he's great, mm-hmm. he's my second favorite actor, because my number one is just, the dialogue. Um, so yeah, he's great. I need to see the Irishman and mm-hmm. to see the Deer Hunter. I need to see Bronx Tale. I think. Oh, Bronx Tale is great, and he directed that. I, mm-hmm. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, he directed a movie, and it's fantastic. I give it a five, as I should. Only complaint with the Bronx Tale is the score. Mm. Not good, De Niro. Uh, mm. Oh, he also directed a movie in two thousand six called The Good Shepherd, but I haven't seen that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it features uh, DiCaprio, or it features Matt Damon and Alec Baldwin. Ooh, well, well, why didn't yeah. you like Alec Baldwin? What's what's your? Well, oh, no, nothing's really wrong with him except actually, yeah, there's nothing really wrong with him. Yeah, I thought his best performance is also the The Departed. <laughs> Watch The Departed; it's so entertaining. It's also available to stream on. HBO Max, or should I say Discovery Plus, and Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. If they merge with Discovery Plus, that's going to be so bad. They are. They are? Yeah. Wait, so it's going to be Discovery Plus now? Mm-hmm. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. And and they threw away the Seth Rogen movie, American Pickle. American Pickle. I, I, but but yet you can you can um you can buy it. I don't like American Pickle. <laughs> I haven't so. seen it, nor do I plan on it. I was intrigued because my friend said it was good, but knowing how shit his taste is, no. Well, yeah. Oh, and also his performance in Cape Fear is amazing. His performance in mm-hmm. Godfather Part 
Two. Seth Rogen. No, Seth <laughs> <laughs> Rogen. Seth Rogen doesn't have very many performances. Uh, <laughs> Did you just, just do the laugh? laugh? I cannot do the laugh, but if he just... Just imagine the Godfather, but like just him laughing. That would have been hilarious. No, it would have been bad. It would have been bad, but I would have watched it. Three okay. hours of gold. No more comparing Seth Rogen to Godfather Part Two. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Oh no, 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 no. Pray. All right. So yeah, enough said. Robert De Niro. He has a mole. We all know. I love him. He's a great actor. Okay. Uh, you move on to your. What is it now? Your number one? My number one. And it's obvious. It's obviously mine, too. Liv Ullman. Oh, you know, she dated Bergman, so Liv Bergman. Liv Bergman. Wait, no, it would be Liv. Well, yeah. It'd be but Liv didn't Bergman. they not? But, like, doesn't that only affect people if they get married? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if they're married or not. But yeah, because I, I heard they didn't. And plus, wasn't he like 40 when they started dating or something? I don't know. He was kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> he also, yeah. it was apparently it was freezing when they shot the boat scene in, on sh- in Shame. Oh my God. And Igmar Bergman had like a big puffy coat and <laughs> Allman was like freezing. <laughs> but she's great in every Bergman ever that she's in she's she's, is she swedish or what Mm, yeah i think so she's not in the exorcist uh she was oh she's a norwegian actress yeah yeah she's she's great i just don't know how actors do it like with the dialogue and everything yeah i I really don't just she like so many like cam so many tight like camera like the camera will just like stay on her face and she'll just be like talking like better better she starts talking in in yeah but then there's like but subtitles baby we do not yeah. use dub dubbing dubbing is stupid it's for lazy people right. i i actually wanted to do dubbing for a while but then i didn't i just got used to subtitles it's for lazy people it is. It is for lazy people. Um. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, I saw what you were saying there. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't fully. Uh, I did. Yeah, you um, have to be a diehard Curious Case of Cinema fan to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he's just listening to this right now. He's like, you little pesky motherfucker. Yeah. Even though he technically he didn't swear in our podcast, so who knows? Yeah, um... Yeah, Jack was an interesting guest. Um, okay, so I guess we're moving on to directors now. I forgot we have another category. So, yes. Honestly, with this category, I have a ton of honorable mentions. I I would have too many honorable mentions. So, how many honorable mentions do you have? I don't have any. That's why I'm not going to list them. <laughs> I only have one, two, three, four, five, six like main honorable mentions. Like, so can I, can I, I share mean, them right now? Yeah, and then I guess I mean I... seven. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have for number ten, it's Bong Joon Ho for my honorable mentions. Um, Bong Joon Ho, amazing director. Um, I don't know, his films are phenomenal. The reason I couldn't include him is for one, he doesn't touch anybody on this list, and for mm-hmm. two, I've only seen two of his movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wong Kar Wai, I've only seen two. Um, but I love his films. They're like phenomenal in my opinion. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, my number seven is technically two people. It's um. Oh, oh wait, no, I I I I missed eight. Um, the, the Daniels. Daniels. The Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, the Daniels. Um, I love them. They're phenomenal. Um, I thought you were gonna say the Cohen brothers. <laughs> I haven't. Don't think I've seen a. I. You haven't uh, seen Raising Arizona. I haven't seen Raising Arizona. I need to. You need to see. Man, you're missing out on a whole Cohen brothers world. Okay, and my number seven is um, I'm is, I'm just gonna say both of them. Um, Sophia Coppola and Francis Ford Coppola. Um, I've only seen two from Francis. Um, and I've seen only two from um. I've seen Sophia. seven from France, mm-hmm. one from Sophia. So, mm-hmm. I wanted Francis. Not all of his movies are good. I didn't like Peggy Sue Got Married at all. Mm-hmm. Some cool shots though, and mm-hmm. Chris Cage and Jim Carrey singing doo-wop was interesting. Um. <laughs> okay, my number six. You're not gonna like me for this. I just need to see more of his films, and once I do, I will fully be immersed in this director. Um, number six is Martin Scorsese. You you added him to the list. No, I didn't add him to the list. He's, like, an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had an honorable mention list, I'd probably say, yeah, he'd be on it. And then my final honorable mention is David Fincher. Yeah, he's also an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Like him, he's good. His films are amazing. He I used guess. to be in my top five. Mm. <laughs> well, that was before I had, had seen any Igmar Bergman films. That was before I had seen any Robert Altman films. There was mm. a lot more space to go. Yeah, around. yeah, I, I can understand. So, yeah, but now he he brought he. I think he would make the top ten if I made a top ten. Mm-hmm. But then this video would be way too long. Okay. Um. Now. Could you start with your director's list? Or I guess, yeah, pod. So it's your number yeah. five. Okay, so my number five is, um, it's going to be a Mike Shyamalan. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not, he doesn't make the list. Or does he? <laughs> He's going to be number one just for the. Yes. Okay, it's going to be Stanley Kubrick. Mm. I, I moved him around. I also haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut, and I saw your review on Letterboxd, so I feel like I do need to see that. I've actually seen, like, an hour and 30 minutes of it, but I just somehow, Tom Cruise couldn't keep me around for the film. So. Yeah, and I mean, the amount of, I guess, nudity in it is kind of... Unknown. Yeah, I only, I didn't get very far. I mean, I, I guess one hour and 30 minutes is pretty far, but it's a long... Mm-hmm. So. For a two hour and 30 minute film, I guess, yeah, it's not, it, it, it's far. It's like you'd have, you had an hour left, but still. Yeah, so he, he's he been switched around. Just be, He used to be my favorite director, but mm-hmm. Igmar is definitely better. But mm-hmm. also, M. Night. M. Night. <laughs> Shyamalan the Ding Dong. Um, okay. All right. My number five is um, one I love immensely. He's known for a lot of comedy work. Uh, probably mainly comedy work. Um, Taika Waititi. I know. Definitely not the... You like Taika Waititi more than Martin Scorsese. Well, I've seen more of ta- uh, Waititi's films. I should quit the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have, like, kind of shit taste. Well, no, you don't. Um, 
you need to see the Depart- you need- you haven't even seen any Coen Brothers. Huh? Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just watch when you find after after I'm done with my Kubrick watch, I will. Yeah, and then you've also got to watch some TV shows as well. Yeah, I I'm behind on on um media. Yeah, I that is hard, even though you watched like uh, over a hundred movies last month. Yeah, <laughs> you're somehow behind on movies. I'm not doing it this month. Yeah, I don't. You, I can tell you've slowed down. Plus, school. My school starts. Um, on my the school 23rd. starts fifteenth. So mine starts the twenty third. Lucky. March starts on like in a week, I think. Wow. So. Cool. Oh, I think your school starts in a week. Mine starts in a week. It's the ninth. Wow. <laughs> I'm just uh, excited because I'm gonna go see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies next week. No. What? Why do you want to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Because it actually okay. I I know Pete. Um. Also, like, I don't know. It's a twenty-four. I I want to see almost. Body broke up with Kim Kardashian. Right? Yeah, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. I no, don't know. Kardashian. He, he made some good movies, but then like I don't know how I feel about him now. Yeah, I'm just I'm I mean I mainly know him from SNL, so. Well, yeah, but now he's he's not. He's gonna... gone. He's on. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Yeah, they also Kate McKinnon's gone. Yeah, that piss. She's Mara. I thought she was funny, but she stayed on there too long. Yeah. And, um. Uh, Kyle Mooney's gone. Yeah, he's fine. I I, 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 I he kind of gave was off a running like... running joke in my house that Kyle Mooney sucks. Yeah, he looks like a. I don't know. Yeah, although he hangs out apparently with Nathan Fielder, so about hmm. um, that. So yeah, and all right, we should get off the SNL topic. Yeah. Um, Leslie Jones is the best. No, I'm kidding. Wait, who's Leslie Jones? She was she was a lady on SNL. I don't know who that is. Um, well, I also liked um, what's his face? Um, Pong. What? Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Oh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader Stefan is. Stefan, you need to see um, uh, Barry. Barry's amazing. Oh yeah, I, I really need to see Barry. Oh my gosh, you're behind, Grace. I I am behind on everything. Okay? And you're older than me. You got to jumpstart at life. <laughs> you will. I mean, yeah, you're, you're kind of right. But I didn't start liking film until like probably two years ago. Well, I didn't start liking film till 2021. The fuck. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. Well, I didn't get Letterboxd until, like, 2021, and... I didn't get Letterboxd until 2022. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't get it till January, I think. I didn't write my first review. review I'm until... on fucking everything, man. Yeah, and the creators were like, okay, Gray, go ahead. Go ahead, you can go first. <laughs> but no, you're just slow. Yes, <laughs> I am... I'm so fucking behind. But then there's also, like, uh, people who, like... Not to name any names, who's only seen like a hundred films. I don't know who you're naming, actually. <laughs> uh, I still don't know who it is. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, now I do. Yeah, yeah he's only seen like a uh, the dude's only seen a hundred and five movies. Um, and most of them are kind of mid. Not that word. Okay. Uh, uh yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, okay, now it's your turn again. I should... uh, the next guy, he's very different from Kubrick because he he'll let you ablib. Uh, he's a lot more laid back, and 
I I did switch him up. It's Robert Altman. Um, nice. And I do prefer. I don't know. He just he he's used like Shelley Duvall like what seven times. Mm. Like I think seven or eight times. And I'm a pretty big Shelley Duvall fan, so mm-hmm. I do like that. And Kubrick didn't seem to use very many actors twice. Mm-hmm, yeah. I know I know he did, but mm-hmm. I don't think he used I'm sure he did. I think I, he used he used Kirk Douglas a couple of times. I don't know. He cuz it's the it's the colonel from um f- um what's the film? Full Metal Jacket? No. Path of Glory. Yeah, Path of Glory and then it's also the main dude in Spartacus. Wow. That's you know I have Path of Glory as my second least favorite. Yeah, but also like I've seen I've seen 11 Kubricks. Okay, and um, and uh, like I can admit, like three of them are like his short, shorter films. Um, fancy, like well, I mean, they're either on YouTube or on Prime, so that helped. I watched Fear and Desire, and that was actually pretty good. Was what did you yeah. I gave it like a solid three and a half. Okay, well, back to Robert Altman. He's made Popeye the same year mm-hmm. as The Shining, which I gave Popeye four and a half. I love Popeye. I need to see Popeye. The best comic book movie. Um, oh, well, yeah, I forgot it was like a comic strip. Yep, so it's a comic book movie. <laughs> yes, the best comic book movie of all time. I, I prefer it over Spider-Man 2, if I'm being honest. I prefer it over... It, you it, haven't it, seen it, Popeye. I haven't seen Popeye, <laughs> I know. But I, I would prefer it, because I, I think the cast is... Robin Williams is Popeye, and he talks like this. And uh, Shelley Duvall is olive oil. <laughs> And Robert Altman's grandkid is the baby. <laughs> uh, Robert Altman's just, he, and he loves to talk about his movies on the Criterion uh, release of Shortcuts. Mm-hmm. He talks about Shortcuts with Tim Robbins before he died. So, yeah. so yeah. I've so, only seen one Robert Altman or two Robert Altman films. Oh, Mash and Player. Yeah, Play- Mash. Player is better than Mash. Yeah, but I like I I I, I love the Player, but I also love Mash. <laughs> I love mesh as well, but okay. You move on to your number, what four? Four. Yep. This is kind of not interchange with yours, but it's it's your number five. It is Stanley Kubrick. Um, glad he's on this list for you. I'm glad of <laughs> Taika Waititi. I I love Kubrick. He's well, I don't love him, but like because also the shit he did to Shelley. Um, but like. Compare like, I don't know. I love his films; they're good. I just think like his earlier work of like um his shorts and Fear and Desire, um those aren't great. Um, yeah, but... I've, heard, I've heard someone gave one of them like a one and a. Yeah, like his shorts, like they're they're basically his shorts are basically um, like I can see, like one of his shorts is not fully, but it is giving like Raging Bull vibes. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. But I, I don't know. It, it, it's okay. Uh, just I guess his shorts aren't really for me. But other than that, his films are decent. Well, I wouldn't call them decent. He's They're made... good. They're uh, bad. The Shining's my second favorite movie. So yeah, The Shining's amazing. Um, and so is Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, Eyes Wide Shut, um, Pass the Glory, obviously, because I just watched that recently, and that was 2001. 2001's amazing. I love it. Okay. Um, I'm glad got... they're making. Oh. Uh, Paz- well, I think they already made Pazagori on 4K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. 
So, moving on to my number three, another switch around, uh, David Lynch. (laughs) I do think he's better than Altman and Kubrick. Just because, even though the problem with Lynch is the amount of output he has. He has not made very many. He hasn't made very much stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, He hasn't made a movie since, what, 2006? Inland Empire, Mm -hmm. which I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lost Highway was phenomenal, and honestly, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like vice versa with The Witch. Um, <laughs> sorry, for, I know you like The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he's he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope he makes another movie before he mm-hmm. gets too old mm-hmm. and dies. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But for now, we just got the weather report. My favorite, my favorite thing from Lynch is when he makes quinoa. Quinoa. Yeah, I think he makes quinoa, and it's it's like there's a short film that's like twenty minutes long. Wow. Him making quinoa and talking, well, and I love it. I need to see the straight story, which is he made a Walt Disney movie. <laughs> oh God. That and apparently it's actually pretty good, and it's hmm. on Disney Plus. Okay, I'll check that out. It's very weird, apparently, but. You know, hey, I I heard someone treat it as Twin Peaks, but if nothing bad happened, hmm. um, and I love all of Twin Peaks. I need to finish the return. Uh, yeah, David Lynch, he's, he's amazing. Blue Velvet, it's the best of his mm-hmm. work. I I'd say, but it it switches between Twin Peaks, Fire Walk with Me, mm-hmm. and once I finish the show, the show's on Letterbox, so it'll mm-hmm. be added to my ranking. Mm-hmm. Actually, both shows are on Letterbox. That's mm-hmm. Um. All right. Moving on. You move on. Um. For me, conveniently, my number three is David Lynch. Cool. What's your favorite David Lynch movie? Yeah. Oh, Blue Velvet. It's changed. It's changed. I like Blue Velvet. I need to. I okay, but if we're being honest, Blue Velvet, it's one of his most like normal movies. Yeah. Know? Like Mulholland Drive. Wild yeah. Heart. Uh, Wild at Heart's just like a weird, weird movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wild at Heart doesn't have any like Wild at Heart and Blue Velvet are the most normal, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Although I haven't, Eraserhead might be the most weird. I've yeah. seen the Elephant Man or Eraserhead. Yeah, I really need to see the Elephant Man. It looks decent. It looks pretty good. I've heard people say it's a masterpiece, mm-hmm. but. Some of his early work, and I've heard people say that Dune is not a masterpiece. Oh yeah, that that I've heard that is the quite opposite of a masterpiece. But you know, it's got Kyle MacLachlan, so I'll probably mm-hmm. watch it at some point. Yeah, I I tried to watch it, but I fell asleep. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow, I never fall asleep during a Lynch film. I saw Lost Highway in the theater. Well, I mean, when you're seeing a film in the c- cinemas or theater, whatever you call it, um, it's you know, it, I feel like it's like a it's a better experience, and plus it's like shining directly at you. So it you... was. It was also amazing in the theater. Yeah, I just wish it was a bit louder because with David Lynch, sound is key, or whatever you want to say. I also had a Lou Reed song in. The... Mm. That was that was great. Uh, yeah, I love Lynch. He he used to be my favorite, and you know it, it could switch anytime, really. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm, you move on to your number two. No, I no, I already no. It's your turn because we were just talking about 
David. Oh, Lynch. did I just like talk over your whole segment? No, no, no. You, 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 you did exactly what I wanted to do. Totally. No I'm kidding. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to say anything about Lynch, no, I have nothing else to say. You, you did it perfectly. Lynch is a fucking genius. Yeah. I mean, David Lynch, make another movie, please. And make I'm more so- quinoa, David. And I'm so glad that they're making a Criterion release of Inland Empire so I can oh, watch it yes. in 2023, sadly. Um, yeah. Well, wait. Isn't it coming out in October, though? I thought it was 2023, but I don't I know. Because it was, like, for their October things because they're trying to do, like, it's like Inland Empire, Night of the Living Dead 4K. Um, <laughs> okay. A bunch of other shit. Yeah. Well, all right. So do I move on to my number two now? Yeah. Okay. Um, the this guy, I don't know. Like, he's he's uh he's 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 very weird. His name is Alfred Hitchcock, and yes, I I. I, I like him quite a bit. He's made my favorite movie, even though he's not my favorite director. M. Night is. Um, <laughs> he's the not. Happening is your favorite movie. No, it's Vertigo. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Vertigo was great, and I never yeah. would have thought it would have been my favorite movie. But it is, and and it's actually been my favorite. I thought I would change it by now, but it's not still my favorite. Uh, and Marnie, like I said, is severely underrated. The 30s, man, who knew too much. I don't know why every guest we have watches the 50s one. Yes. Um, it pisses me off. Okay. Although, I like Jimmy Stewart. I just can't. I thought Peter Lord did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I just personally am a more of a fan of, like, I, I've been trying to get into more older cinema. Um, So, obviously. Yeah. I watched The Maltese Falcon. Ooh, The Maltese Falcon. That means now you have to see Casablanca. Yeah, I've seen The Big Sleep, but I do feel like that deserves a rewatch because I like half watched it. I still logged it on Letterboxd, but I do feel, and it also features Humphrey Bogart. Mm -hmm. Humphrey Bogart, from what I've seen from him, which is not much, he's decent. He's good. Yeah, I I like him. Why do you call everything decent? Well, because I'm a, I don't know, I'm fucking basic. (gasps) A basic white boy. 22. A basic white person, just like, and yet I still like Ingmar Bergman. I know you're not a basic white person. Um. Okay. Uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Cool. All right, my phone turned off for a second. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess I said my number two, Alfred. He's okay. pretty cool. I've talked about him quite a bit. And... I mean, you are definitely probably gonna have the same number one. Um. But my number two is um Wes Anderson. Um, obviously, like, good movies, perfect, um... Have you had Lynch on this list? Yeah, I said Lynch was number three. You prefer Wes Anderson over Lynch? Personally, yeah. Well, (laughs) okay, keep in mind, dude, I need to see more Lynch films. I need to see Twin Peaks. I need to see Firewalk With Me, obviously. Um, I need to see... I I need to see all of Lynch's filmography before I can fully have a stance. Because I've almost seen all of Wes Anderson's filmography. I don't know how I feel about that. Can I even talk to you again? <laughs> I love Lynch. It's like a cl- it's a tie, motherfucker, motherfucker, and then then it's like it's a tie, and yet I haven't seen all of Lynch's shit, and I'm like, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, I actually understand. Wes Anderson used to be in my top five, but, you know, I don't know. I just, I wasn't that big of a fan of Grand Budapest, so. Mm-hmm. I personally was a fan. I, I know you liked it quite a bit, but I do like Fantastic Mr. Fox quite a bit, actually. The mm-hmm. only animated movie I, well, it's not animated. It's stop motion. Still. Stop motion animation, basically the same thing. Kinda. Well, not the same thing, but like it's literally in the name is stop motion animation. One's real, one's not. But I also Isle of Dogs is also not bad. I haven't seen Isle of Dogs, but I know they're both on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't know if they still are. They still are. Okay, cool. So I'm just surprised you. I'm just surprised that it went over Lynch. I am. I'm surprised he was even on this list. Uh, but you know, I love Wes Anderson. And for a while, like, he was everything I watched. And I do think Life Aquatic is severely underrated and a five. Yes, Life Aquatic is amazing. And it's still one of his, it's still early work. I just, I've, I still need to see Darjeeling Limited, Bottle Rocket, and Isle of Dogs. Yeah, Darjeeling Limited is good. I mean, it has the iconic scene of Adrian Brody just running to a train or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen that scene. Okay, moving on. So, do I say my number one? I feel like we both have the same one. M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. So, he made my favorite movie. He's made would be Split. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. And Split, Split's great, and it's got its own trilogy. It's actually Unbreakable was first, but Split was when when Split came out. It was a secret sequel to. Split. Unbreakable, mm-hmm. but kind of common knowledge since there's a sequel to Split called Glass. Glass, which knowingly has Bruce Willis. And the convenient, the funny thing is, is I have not seen Split or Unbreakable. I've only seen Glass. I'm, I'm that happened to you. Yeah, I am fucking pissed, but also like, but um, <laughs> but the true best M Night Shyamalan movie is um. I have no clue. I've I've barely seen anything. Yeah. Well, like... I have Anna Taylor Joy in Split on my wallpaper. Not, not. It's not everything. I just have like a bunch of images from my favorite movies as my wallpaper. Nice. Made it myself. Okay. Um. Yeah. He's my favorite director. Awesome. All right. You move on to yours. My favorite director is Ingmar Bergman. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mine is too. Okay. Okay. I got. Like, I was like, you are doing such an amazing job at, like, acting like your favorite director is actually fucking M. Night Shyamalan, but still. Yeah, I, although he's top 15. Top 15 for you. I need to see more from M. Night. I, I actually am quite excited for old now that you, like, kind of. Now that I've assured you that it's not shit. Stuff. It's not absolute dog crap, but. I found it to be pretty enjoyable. I really liked uh, old quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole. Unbreakable trilogy is amazing. All well, first two are fives. Glass, eh. <laughs> but Glass is still okay. I still enjoyed it. Okay, but yeah, my real favorite director, Igmar Bergman, the new kid on the block. Uh, <laughs> he's he's. It's hard to find a bad film from him when he's yeah. made so many movies. I'm sure there is one because I found yeah. Dream. Uh, but. He's. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he can like turn actors just good. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there doesn't seem to be a bad actor in his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I love him. He's, he's the best. Yeah, um, so, like, my, my top four movies um, are Scenes from a Marriage, um, and then it's Passion of Anna, and then after that it is a film by the Daniels, um, Everything Ever All at Once, and then it is Wild Strawberries. So, three Bergmans in my top four, which I think is decent, I guess. I, I feel like every Bergman deserves a rewatch, just... Yeah, every Bergman like deserves to be rewatched like once or twice, maybe even like three or four. Maybe. Oh, strawberry, crazy! Like the whole dream sequences, and mm-hmm. yeah, the whole casket thing and his eyes and yeah. <laughs> okay, but okay, I don't know why. For, for when I saw the casket scene, I don't know why I thought that the casket was filled with cake. You know, the moon's made out of cake. No, the moon's made out of cheese. You know, Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. Yeah, totally. No, Spotify don't kick us off for false information. I also watched this, like, A24 movie on vac- or A24. I think it was by A24. It was called, like, Moonbase 8. It was good. It was good? Yeah. I want to see Richard Linklater's newest movie, uh, Apollo 10 and a half. Oh, yeah, that looks really good. It does. Isn't it on, is it a Netflix original? Yeah, it's a Netflix original. Um, I was really hoping that, like, I could see it in the cinemas, but, no. Oh, I've had many Netflix movies in the cinema. <laughs> Well, it's not necessary, but like the ones that I actually give a shit about. Like I, I'm, I, I wish, I wish I was seventeen so I could see um, Blonde, in the cinemas. Oh, can't you go with your parents though? Uh, it's an NC seventeen film. What does that mean? It's like you have you have to literally. It's 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 probably because there's like a bunch of like sex in it mandatory. and everything. What? It's mandatory. You have to be seventeen to see it. Yeah, I think. I have no fucking clue. I just think that's, like, the list for... I know Gray's gonna disobey. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just gonna go to, like... I'm just gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, one ticket for Thor Love and Thunder, please. Or whatever the fuck is, like... Okay, one ticket for DC League of Super Pets, please. Mika from the blonde. <laughs> DC League of Super Pets. Just, just he's, like, 35, like, 40-year-old men just sitting there, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but I mean, off topic, Igmar Bergman, I find it quite hard to rank any of his movies just based off how much I love him. Yeah. I love all his movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, as a person in real life, apparently, like, he wasn't that cool of a guy. You know, he didn't give Liv Allman a jacket. <laughs> Liv is gone. He also wanted to kill a horse <laughs> for one of his movies. Isn't there like a, didn't he write something that said "Live is gone, I am horny"? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. That that Igmar Bergman was apparently a, not a creeper. He was a nymph, but apparently he's a great movie maker. Movie maker. Filmmaker. Movie maker. Movie maker. I'm a movie maker. Okay. No. Jerry and Marge go large. A movie. That's that's a movie. And the red shoes is a motion picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a motion picture and um, a cinematic experience at the same time. Yeah, I feel like the red shoes also deserves a rewatch. So I don't have yeah. much to say on Bergman. Besides, I mean, all I can't praise him enough. And it... yeah, if he was still alive and I could meet him someday, I would fucking. Yeah, well, he'd be on Pharaoh. Yeah, he lives on an island called Pharaoh Island. Yeah. I know. It would I watched some oh. of this movie called Bergman Island, and it was mm-hmm. about Bergman. And they were like, 
Bergman did not used to believe in God up until one of his wives died. He said he could feel her presence in the house. He believes in ghosts. Well, just because it says he he believes in God, just like that's kind no, of he what... believe in God. He believes in ghosts. Oh, I thought you said God. I kind of I said he didn't believe in God. Oh, he didn't believe in anything until one of his wives died, and then he said he could feel her presence in the house. So yeah. he also has ghosts in his movies. Well, so, yeah, I don't know, Bergman. Bergman. Well, <laughs> you um, believe in ghosts, Gray? I don't really i mean i went to this place called the stanley hotel it's where stephen king obviously got the idea for the shining um yeah and that in that place like there was like a tour guide or whatever like it was a haunted tour it was bullshit it was it was a fun experience but it was total bullshit tour stands for the money now please (laughs) yeah um so yeah i don't know there's not much more to say to really Uh I'm not trying to drag this out, but I mean, no. But I feel like what we could, what we should say right now is like, thank you all for listening to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Oh no, you say. I'm sorry. I've just been talking over you. Fuck. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing these episodes. Um, thank you to Nash and Steelbooks. Uh, sorry, Steelbooks, for giving you some shit in the. Well, it's okay, but his real name is Jack. His yeah. reason why we call him Steelbook sometimes is because on TikTok, that is the preferred name he goes up. The reason we call him Jack is because it's a it's a nickname for Jackass. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he's fine. Mm, no, it's not. Please do not sue us. No, um, but in all seriousness, Jack, um, it was really fun having you on. Um, and this has been the series finale of our podcast. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. No, I don't. I don't quit. I'm kidding. Wait, but I wanted to say something to Jack. Um, to really... he's not listening. <laughs> if he if he were to be listening, which I doubt, because this podcast is the longest one. It's almost the length of it's. We're almost to the length of the fucking. Oh. It's it's long. But basically, what I wanted to say is, if you are listening to this right now, and I doubt you fucking are, but um, here's a tip: watch foreign movies. Goodbye, everyone.